No, after a second look, he's not winning a game. I'm sorry. But my team's bad too, and we can tear mine apart as well. But I think Phil understands that. Like Michael Bowley got a clean shot on Romo, and he is down. September 16, 2019, a letter showed up to Commissioner Ben Berger's personal address. Um, I'm hopeful that I, I want to be in the toilet bowl because I don't think I'm going to lose to Green Street. I, I just want to be in there. Are you children seated? Gather around. It's Uncle Dusty story time. Camara looking for five. He's got it. Touchdown, Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Pat Mahomes laying on the field right now. A newcomer, Young Hoku. Gentlemen and Patrick, welcome to 2020. This is the Administration Podcast. I know, and then there was a certain point where I thought that they were saying like um, it was all about pass by touch. So I would leave my groceries out for like 20 overnight and then wipe yeah. them all down. <laughs> I think yeah, I was. Yeah. I read a headline, or no, I read like a synopsis that said like, unless someone with Corona uh, sneezes a snotty little sneeze on the table, you dip your fingers in it and then put your fingers in your mouth. You're not really gonna get it from surfaces. <laughs> well, shit, I'm screwed. Then. I think that's pretty. So, that's a headline. <laughs> so I, um, the only ones to kind of worry about. Yeah, I mean, now. it is. It is funny looking back on it because like. I remember Liz and I, like, a couple weeks in, we went to Trader Joe's, and, like, that was before everyone knew about, like, you know, you didn't need to wear gloves and things and stuff like that, and, like, I didn't have any gloves, but we had, like, um, dog poop bags from Gus, so I wrapped <laughs> them around my hands, and I, I called them my shittin' because, like, I didn't have any gloves. Nice. <laughs> so I'm shit. walking to Trader Joe's with fucking dog shit bags on my hand. <laughs> hey, better safe than sorry. I, it was the beginning, man. Nobody knew, nobody knew anything about anything. Was that that before or after the leg injury? What's that? Was that before or after the leg injury? That was, the leg injury was literally the first day of lockdown. That's what I thought. The absolute first day. Yeah. It was the first day. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So, yeah, that sucked. I was walking, I was helping my, um, well, oh, you're head 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 helping the staff member set up their computer, right? What's that? I said you were helping a staff member set up their computer, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I bit my, I bit it on like the step going into our basement, and the rest was history. So, yeah, was it Runic's house? What's that? Was it Michelle's house? There's a big delay. I don't know about you guys. There's a delay for me. Not delayed for me at all. I don't know. What were you saying, Bill? I said, was it Michelle's house? There is no, it was not Michelle's house. <laughs> Although she's, dry, she's driving me fucking crazy. Why? She just, um... Well, it's not so much that she's driving me crazy. It's just, I get, uh... I get... I get irrationally upset when people have tech issues that are easily solved. And she just is having a hard time with some of the tech stuff. Hey, Justin. Berg's apartment. This reminds uh-huh. me, I was just going to say, this reminds me of that, the podcast when BK and I couldn't hear each other and you and Bill were like, 
Moving us in. That was awesome. That was really funny. All right. Oh, you've been recording back the whole time. I just realized you guys have been recording. Yeah. Take an edible. (laughs) What's going on? What, looking back on it, what is everyone's favorite memory of lockdown? It's been a year. I remember early on in April, actually, like, because it's been warm, it's been warm and nice down here, and, like, it's starting to smell like spring, and it reminded me that, Mm -hmm. like, when we were first in lockdown, um, like, I'd go on a walk with Lucy every day, like, in the morning, and, like, I I just remember that same smell, so I, I really, uh, and then just in general, just being able to spend more time with her than in a spring that I normally would be able to, I think is one thing that that uh, that was my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I I do I understand that morning smell of stuff because like I would get that every morning when I would just like water my lawn and water the garden, you know, like that smell was awesome. I don't even I don't even know what my first memory my. Favorite. Maybe getting the camper. Getting the camper was kind of dope. And like fixing it up. And oh yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty sweet one. Definitely not the kitchen renovation because that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Didn't? It, how long did it go over what you thought it was going to? They said it was like a three-week project, and I think that it ended up taking three months or something <laughs> like that. I can't even get yeah. someone to come do a bathroom. No one Man. can start my bathroom. There's until July right now. Because everyone's just booked or because it's too small of a job? Yeah. No, because yeah. everyone's just booked. Yeah. Yeah. I might I have to learn how to like, Yeah. I know sometimes, like, Easy there are tile. some contractors who are just, like, you know, unless you want to, like, a bathroom, they're not going to waste their time with it. And they want to do, like, oh, we want to do the bathroom while we're going to need to do your kitchen, your basement, and your garage, too, while we're at it to make it worth our while. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna suck. I think uh, cool. golf at uh, were we at Champion Hill? Was that where it was? Where did we play? You, me, and BK. Who are you talking? All about? all of you. It was everyone but Mally. Where did we play? Oh, uh, we just Grandview, Kalkaska. Yeah, yeah Grandview. 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 I was like Champion Hills. Yeah, sorry, so I got that was awesome. That, that was, was fun that was as hell. That was during Champion. Was that? Champion yeah. Hill, of course, I can play on PGA 2K. <laughs> Maybe. That was really fun. That was, okay. that was when uh, the girls came over after. We, we had a barbecue in the yeah. backyard. Yeah. But we stayed like an extra like hour at least playing golf. So, in the, so we, we didn't get back till right whenever whip, we got there. Whipping around in the black Tahoe. I totally remember that. I was driving the yeah. big drug dealer car. Yeah, yeah now, sure. <laughs> now I got one. You have a Tahoe now? Pearl white, baby. Whoa. Yeah, pearl white now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cocaine white. Cocaine white. <laughs> I will say coming up to Traverse City was pretty dope, too, because, like, that was really, like, that was the only time in lockdown that, like, we were able, that we've honestly hung out with a group of friends, you know? And, like, because, yeah. like, at that time, it was, like, 4th of July, and everything was, it seemed like we were turning a corner, so everything oh, super was, like, low. Yeah. bottoming out. Yeah. So like I, that we, I mean, we haven't been with a group of people really since then, you know, and that's back yeah. in July. So that was that's, awesome to get up there. Yeah, that was same. We kind of pulled out even up here, like Bill and like the K's and Rankins and us stopped hanging out October. in like October, yeah, when it started raining. So I haven't seen Bill in person since October till tonight. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was texting with Bill. I was gonna come up for the Masters back in November, and I we were yeah. gonna come up and hang out and stuff like that. But we were like, man, it just does not make sense because the numbers were worse than they were in July, and like we were even hesitant to come up yeah. in July. And I was like, it just doesn't make sense to do this. That was right when it blew up up here. That yeah. whole month was. Yeah. That's been the worst it's been up here. In the whole yeah, it got month. gnarly. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had. Yeah. Like we're maxed out on the floors we have designated for COVID in November. Wow, unbelievable! Yeah, well, Berg, what about in the you? past, baby? You should be pretty- I was going to say meeting Lizzie was probably my highlight, but <laughs> I remember sitting on the beach looking at her picture—that grainy picture of her little tattoo down her arm. 
before you. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I remember when you, Kurt was when sitting you there. I didn't Instagram Instagram by yourself. What? I remember when you started your Instagram account, everybody was just like instant follow. And we were like looking at every single picture. Oh, yeah. Zooming in on it, picking everything out. <laughs> it's like fresh meat. Here's how you know she, I mean, there's many reasons why you know she's a winner, but I'm pretty sure she's closer with Mally than I am. And like they only know each other over Instagram. She'll be like, oh my God, Eric's so funny. And then she'll be texting back and forth with him and like DMing him. I'm just like, I love this. This is like. <laughs> You guys just let it go way too long that, like... I need to step up yeah, like I, communication. Yeah, I, like, now know what it's like when your wife is, like, accepted by the league. And, like, I just, like, thought it was fine because I didn't know it. But now that everyone, like, communicates with her and, like, likes her, I'm like, oh, okay. You guys really didn't like my ex-wife. And then... She is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah she's, what is it, how did I... Oh, I called her a down-ass chick, like, from, the, from like, the yep. get-go. It just <laughs> like she's a down-ass chick. And that was before I knew a lot of the details about her. <laughs> Molly, we'll be like eating dinner and out of nowhere, or like it's like we're watching Bachelor on Tuesdays, and she'll be like, I just think Mally is just so great. He just brings a smile to my face. And I'm like, what? You haven't even met the guy. He doesn't know me yet. That's why. Wait till she gets to know me. That's until I realize how big of an asshole I am. <laughs> God, I, I can't imagine a single person saying that about you. I really yeah, can't either. Kidding. Uh, yeah, um, I was telling her you look de- it was you, interesting. You do enough digging, you'll find them. <laughs> I was like, it, it's interesting explaining like the league family tree because I was like trying to like she hasn't met a lot of people, and so like sorting out how we know each other. And I was like, well, it's really this. It's like there was like the TC people who are like Bill, myself, Andrew, Brian, Hayden, and we all go to college, and and like Brian and I live together and keep in touch with Bill, and Hayden keeps in touch with Bill too. But like then. Hayden lives in a different dorm, and his suite mates we become friends with. The guy across the hall we become friends with, and his suite mates are both friends, like Lang and Port. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and then Pumford's in the picture because he was Bill's roommate. And Justin is a little older than us, and we were really – his wife was in our crew, but then we met – you know, we knew Justin kind of. Then we become closer with Justin, and it pisses his wife off. And like, I'm just like going, and I'm like, oh yeah, and Andy's Brian's older brother, who no one really knew, and he filled in for Hayden when he left. Oh, and then there's Cam, and, and she's like, you guys are real mean to Cam. I'm like, yeah, we are real mean to Cam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Sometimes. like that. Um, she's concerned. She's concerned. They still have their Christmas tree up. What? Like- Cam and Maggie still have their Christmas tree up. Why? Wow. Liz is pretty big into Christmas shit, and we got ours down, like, on New Year's Day, I think. Like, she's really big into Christmas. I'm year. early up or late down. Really? We're late down, yeah. but not that late. Are you late up, though, aren't you? No, we're pretty early up. Like, Thanksgiving Day weekend? Yeah, we're pretty... We, I mean, earlier and earlier every year, so... The beauty Justin, of... Justin, you want to play a game? Your yeah, let's yeah, like, play it. Liz and I never have to argue about family traditions like that when it comes to religion <laughs> and things like that. Like... Oh, you always did it uh, Black Friday weekend and after, after New Year's? Perfect. Sounds good. You're going to hear a complaint from me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it easy. Yeah. Kiko and the lavender moon not playing makes believe nobody can see. And then he waits and then he fades and then he bends and then he shakes. Plays and plays, still playing till he goes off to sleep. Kiko and the lavender moon not dancing, making faces at a big black cat. And then he flies up to the wall, stands on one foot, doesn't even fall. You guys want to play a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we do. Are we good? Are we good? All right. Can't see Mally though. Huh? Huh? Mally needs to get much closer. Yeah, Mally, you gotta get closer. Your AirPods in? (laughs) Sorry, is this this better? There we go. All right. Sorry. I didn't realize that I saw the shot. That looks like Pumford's tape. It does.
<laughs> I'd just like to say this edition of Dusty's Draft is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Oh, God. If you put right. down, there's no PMI on this. Segment. I feel like Saginaw Heritage is going to be sponsored by something before too long. Mm. Garber Automotive is fine. All right. Um, this week, we are going to be get drafting. We invited Mally on just for this just for this specific draft. We're drafting Hamilton songs. Songs from the Broadway play Hamilton. <laughs> no kidding. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draft this week your favorite Detroit uh, athletes, athletes who represented any one of the Detroit teams. Um, just a little reminder because we're gonna be talking about teams and teammates that you can't spoil other people's picks by saying other names. Um, it's a serpentine draft. And in order to determine the order of that draft, we're going to play a quick game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> when you're all ready, let's see your fists. Ready? Mally's so, so delayed, behind. Really? I don't know if Mally is so delayed. Let's let Mally go. He's a so guest. Delayed. All right, yeah, Mally, you, so you pick the order, Mally. Yeah, good idea. Mally, you pick the order. Who goes first? Hang on, let me. Uh, yeah, you, you get to pick the order. Okay, uh, let's go by age. So Dusty's by far the oldest. Um, I think that I'm number two. That, ben no, is Berg, older, you're older than me. Berg's older than me. So Dusty, Berg, me, Bill. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So in order to kick us off, uh, got to go – for me, it's the obvious number one overall, 101. I'm going with Barry Sanders. Uh, to me, the greatest of all time. I don't care about Emmett Smith. I don't care about Walter Payton. I don't care about Jim Brown. Barry Sanders, I actually sometimes I'll get a nice good wine buzz going. Alex go to bed and I'll just go watch old Barry, Barry Sanders run. So they're still crazy. Like people aren't doing that anymore. Exactly. My wrist is moving in the same the same move, movement as his little jukes, man. It just gets me going. But, um, uh, like you look at what he like he was in his prime in the you know mid mid nineties. Like you go back and look at athletes and what they did in the mid nineties and look at him now. People are doing that now kind of regularly, except for like no one's doing what Barry did. And I also am very thankful I got a chance to watch him play live. Um, at the Silver Dome, I was like in third grade. I started a fight between Detroit Lions fans and Chicago Bears fans. Started egging them on, and they were really drunk, and they literally started fist fighting right in front of me. That was awesome. As a third yeah. grader, third grade, eight years old. That's amazing. Yeah, I swear to God, I was, we were egging them on. My brother and I. That was in '82, Anyways. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Barry Sanders. You know what really about, about Barry? If, I was hoping he'd fall to four, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's not getting out. I thought he – yeah, I, that was kind of a telltale. I think that's an obvious yeah. – mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting because I'm going to – with who I'm going to go with at two, uh, our first two Detroit – Stars out of the draft have are probably the most humble. I'm gonna go the captain. I'm going Stevie yeah. Watt. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I was thinking in my head it, it'll be an upset if any current destroyed athletes are drafted in this draft, and maybe it'll be Miggy would be one. But I'm gonna go um, Stevie Watt. He he came in at 18 years old, had a really tight, nice scoring touch, but then became a youngest captain at the, at the time. And then mm-hmm. later in his career, um, sacrificed some of his scoring prowess to be more of a team guy. And then we went on that string of cups, and now he's in front office. And I just think he's like – I mean, not that hockey players are the center focus, but in Detroit they kind of were when they were really good. And that guy just seems pristine on and off the ice. So I'm going Stevie Y. Yeah, and really I still remember right. that iconic St. Louis Blues clap oh, shot goal oh. where it's like a cross yeah, chest right over time. The right side. And then he's jumping up and down. And, like, that celebration where it's just unchoreographed and it's just joy, like, that's yeah. so cool. So Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. 
And I, uh, I wasn't a huge hockey player. Well, I wasn't a hockey player growing up, but I was a huge hockey fan because, because of the training camp. Like my mom used to let me sign out of school and walk through the little path that went over by Carlisle Fields into center ice at the time, or Carlisle Fields were still there. And I just remember like, yeah, it was just so cool to like see all these guys you see on TV in real life. And he was like For sure. the best of them all. For sure. Mally, you're up. I can't I can't even contribute because I'm so far behind. Like I literally saw Berg just do his dance right now, his C C Why? So I'm just gonna have to wait until everybody stops talking before like, I can start contributing because I don't I don't know what to do right now. I say just jump in whenever. Yeah. Good All right. Uh, mine's a no brainer for me, um, and that's one of the reasons why I was I was okay going so late in the draft because um, in the same vein as Steve Eiserman, who is just a uh, yep. Ty Cobb, 100%. He's the greatest baseball player ever. Um, I think that Ty Cobb is uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I can't look at you guys because, like, it's, it's so the reactions are so delayed that it's throwing me out. So I'm just going to – I'm going to minimize this and just not look at you guys. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so a couple fun facts about Ty Cobb, all right, because I know we got – Oh, wait, it's really, really Ty Cobb? In the yeah, no, it's really Ty Cobb. <laughs> I think that a lot of people, um, there are a lot of really, really big baseball fans in the league, and I know that a lot of, probably the vast majority of us know these stories because we're all such big baseball fans. But um, one, he has a career batting average that's probably never going to be broken. Um, so that, that's probably one of the big stats. Also, he was the first year of the Baseball Hall of Fame. He got the most votes out of anybody on that first ballot, and he was the first ballot, first ballot, first Hall of Fame balloter, which is uh, kind of rare. And probably one of my favorite stories about Ty Cobb is because um, he ran into the stands in a, in the middle of a game because a fan called him the N word, and he beat him up not because he used the N word, but because someone called him an N word, and he was so offended by being called an N word. So. Um, you know, in the same cut, cut from the same cloth as Steve Eiserman, I think, in terms of just being like a good, wholesome guy. Uh, my pick has to be Ty Cobb. I thought strong. What, what did Justin say? I just love how Justin cut like stole your thunder because he came in with a sarcastic Ty Cobb. <laughs> yeah. Ty Cobb. <laughs> He's the greatest hitter of, in baseball history. Like, there's no reason it shouldn't be Ty Cobb. And he happened to be a Tiger. <laughs> and, wait, and I wouldn't be so surprised if all of my picks are Ty Cobb. <laughs> or not Ty Cobb, Tiger players. Does it kind of make him racist that he didn't care that it was the N-word, but that he was called it? I'm trying to figure he, that one out. I don't know how. I'm no, still yeah, feeling no, comfortable he, about uh, that story. He, he was a very, very much so a racist bigot, but he was a hell of a oh. player. Okay. And thank God social media wasn't around when Ty Cobb was playing because he would have been canceled like a week into his career. Wait, no, he, he was a racist bigot, but he's a hell of a ball player. Oh, okay. I thought you said yeah. he was cut from the same cloth as Steve Eisenman. Yeah, I was joking. Like it was sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought you were being so genuine. When you so did I. I thought you were not going to have it any humor in your Ty Cobb take. <laughs> it was a good sell. <laughs> All right. I get back-to-back picks, and I feel like you guys left uh, one and two on the board, maybe. Um, So I'm going Mr. Hockey at 104, Gordy Howe. I'm surprised. Might be the greatest of all time. He played 35 years for professional hockey, leading Detroit to four Stanley Cups. Uh, Led the – he had four straight scoring titles. I mean, and the first NHL player to score 90 points in the season. So pretty easy there. Mr. Hockey, 104. Uh, I'm going to yeah. run it right back at 201. Uh, Joe Lewis, maybe a sport you're not thinking of, but uh, yeah. heavyweight champion for eight years, considered one of the best heavyweight boxers of all times, the Brown Bomber. Um, that feels wrong coming out. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> His championship reign lasted 140 consecutive months, during which he had 26 champion championship fights. So, uh, I'm going Joe Lewis. Nice. Wish the yeah, RIP the arena. Like yeah, the I was wondering. I was wondering about <laughs> because Joe. 
because Joe Lewis was on my list too. I just didn't know if we could do that because of teams, but I can't. I still would have taken Ty Cobb over Joe Lewis, personally speaking. But um, you know, I think that was a really, really good pick. So this is not totally on me, but I approached this draft as like my favorite, not necessarily the all-time best. So, but that's okay. Oh, we're yeah. You didn't say that in the beginning. You even clarified that. Oh, so, so if it were our favorites, that would be an interesting draft, and maybe we just run it back after this. But who knows? All right. I mean, Whatever. All right. Ty Cobb is still uh, my favorite Detroit athlete, so maybe I still would have gone with the same pick. There we go. <laughs> Who's your second favorite that's available? If only there was oh, okay. a way to screenshot the race – Racist bigot and your attachment to him. It's like, like the poor like screenshot. <laughs> yeah. You know, another, okay. Uh, I, all right. I'm not just going to make this a Ty Cobb uh, segment <laughs> because I can talk about him for hours and hours on end. But um, I guess it's cliche of me to go with another Tiger, right? Um, it's even more cliche of me when you find out that it's the, uh, the greatest Jewish baseball player of all time and Hank Greenberg. Um, so that would be my next pick in terms of, of uh, Detroit sports athletes. Cause here's the deal about Hank Greenberg is that he let, he got, he fought in world war two in the middle of the peak of his career. Okay. So think about like, Oh man. So I like, think about like Mike Trout leaving to fight a war for five years in the middle of his career, in the middle of his prime. And to defend the country, right? So that's the big thing about Hank Greenberg. But also, he uh, had the second most homers for a really, really long time in the, in a season. He had 58 for a really, really long time. Um, he won a World Series. He, I'm pretty sure he was an MVP. Um, and I know the list of greatest Jewish athletes isn't the longest in the world, but um, Hank Greenberg would probably be number one or two. <laughs> If he was, if he was two, who would be one? Sandy Koufax. It's it's a it's a big like it's a coin flip debate between Sandy Koufax and Hank Greenberg because Sandy Koufax was the greatest pitcher, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, and Hank Greenberg was like the greatest hitter of all time. So it's like you, you weigh each one, you know. Totally. Yeah, totally get that. I have that debate with myself all the time. <laughs> I knew you guys would, and that's why I'm happy that you guys brought me on to this segment because fantasy baseball season is coming right around the corner, and I'm happy that we could all have this conversation and just talk about baseball. Shoot the shit, you know? Just like, just like we used to. Hello, the sun and place for shady people. A crowded room where nobody goes. You can be whoever you want to be here. And oh, I've been living at the Chateau. But I should really go home I don't even know what but they won't leave here Riding by my own reflection This before a new connection Pull you in but don't you get too close Love you now but not tomorrow Wrong to steal but not to borrow Pull you in but don't you get too close So the Correct. third – go ahead, Just. I was just going to you're up. The third way we could have done this draft is that you get one player from each of the four uh, sports. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah, the other thing yeah, I was thinking, yeah. because, like, I'm always going to lean hockey, and I've got a couple in my mind here. Um, yeah. And if, I, if I'm going to try – like, of course I want to pick hmm, – I'm stuck here at, at two. I'm going to go Nick Lindstrom. Uh, I mean, it's just class. Okay. I mean, my, I feel like if Matt, if Mally's going to go in the sewer with some bigots, I got to just keep it classy and I'm going to go uptown. <laughs> with <laughs> but Nick Lindstrom, I mean, I don't think you could have a more seamless handoff of, of captaincy and he's different, yeah, a bit different yeah. style than Stevie Wyde, but that's just, as we see with all of our sports teams being mediocre right now, the fact that he was just so consistent and it was interesting too, because like, my dad is a, like my dad played hockey, and so like he just like was in love with Nick Lindstrom because of how smooth and how like disciplined he was. And so it, like for me growing up, it was really fun because my dad would always like specifically like point out stuff that Lindstrom was doing. So I have a lot of good memories with that. But I mean that dude is he's a little bit boring, but like boring was like the best because he was so smart. 
Yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, can't fault that. That's a good pick. My next pick, I'm going uh, again in the realm of like my favorite Detroit athletes, and not necessarily. He's not ever going to be considered the greatest of all time, uh, not even the greatest Detroit Piston. But I'm going with Rasheed Wallace. My favorite Piston of all time is Rasheed Wallace. I love that man. Love Rasheed. Ball don't lie. My my coach got my coach got teched up last night or at his last basketball. Fucking horrible ball don't lie. And he got teched. All right, Sandy Koufax. That's a terrible thing. Great. How how did my Rasheed Wallace is he throwing throwing back I'm just telling you my favorite Detroit players. I'm not saying that he's the best. How does he? How do I get no responses to the awesome Piston starting lineup announcer? That was that gave me such like when I watched that on Twitter the other day, it gave me such all the feels, and I got nothing. Radio silence. Well, Reminds me when I was working me, in Virginia because I love I, I love Mason in the early two thousands. I hate Mason now though because I think it's so overdone. It's just I'm sick of it. Yeah, but Mally, was that Mason in the early two thousands? Yes, it was, and you didn't even give me a freaking thumbs up. It's because how Mason – so, okay, here's a Mason story for me or for you. So, I uh, I participate in a charity basketball tournament. Um, I dress up as a mascot every year at my old middle school uh, for a charity basketball tournament. And you want to know how far Mason has fallen off the cliff? He was there announcing the middle school basketball tournament at uh, at my middle school a couple of years ago. That's how uh, that's how not in demand Mason is. Giving days. back to the community. Sounds like a man just giving back to the community. Nah, man. Not into it. You guys, which Piston was from Virginia Union? Uh, that's Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. That's a hard one. Ben Wallace would probably be um, Ben. <laughs> yeah. It's so delayed. Yeah, cut that it's in there. It's so delayed. All I heard was like static and then him holding his phone up. <laughs> All right, with my last pick, I'm going Cecil Fielder. Love that. <laughs> Cecil? Cecil Fielder? Cecil, Cecil Fielder. Cecil Fielder. Had the opportunity to see him hit a home run out of the stadium. I was there for that. Didn't start a fight at that one, though. So, say I what you want. Autograph not, not, I bought an autographed Cecil Fielder jersey off eBay one time just because it was cheaper than a non-autographed Cecil Fielder jersey off eBay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, my, my, I'm going. So my first two were like consummate professionals and people that like just represented great leadership. This is who I wanted to be growing up, and this dude was sex, Sergey Fedorov. Yeah, of course. Like that dude yeah, had it yeah, all, yeah. and like unbelievable. Yeah. He had so much confidence in sex appeal that he literally wore Dalmatian style ice skates. I know everyone wears black ice skates, and that dude wears white Nikes. And I wanted white Nikes so bad, and my dad was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> He's like, "You will get hit so much if you're wearing those. Like, you won't even be able to play the game." That's amazing. I remember there were like rollerblades. There was a rollerblade version of the Sergey Fedorov hockey oh. skates that I was like, I was yeah. like dying for. Yeah. Yeah. Although the one, the one major black mark on his career that I can't overlook was that he let Pavel Datsuk steal his girl. Not Pavel Datsuk, Pavel Burry, sorry. Pavel Burry. Burry. I was going to say, I don't think that Pavel Datsuk was... No, no, Burry. Yeah. Pavel Datsuk has a heavy leg over Are you sure it wasn't Cecil Fielder? <laughs> Dude, having these two on was great because they kind of just go at each other. I know. I know. <laughs> 
Is it my turn? <laughs> I love waiting yeah. for him to react. What is other it, what uh, other uh, early twentieth century baseball player are you gonna pick? I was gonna say I got like four that I'm choosing from right now. <laughs> God. <That's cool. laughs> No, I think I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot away from baseball because that's just that's just low-hanging fruit and too obvious. And I thought that I just checked all the boxes with a Jewish tiger and that sort of fulfilled my tiger quota. Um, I think that for me, I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas. Um, I feel like he... Oh, um, God, that's horrendous. No, it's a great pick, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because you can argue that if it wasn't for... If it wasn't for Isaiah Thomas, obviously the Pistons would not have won the back-to-back championships in the late 80s, early 90s. Bad Boy era, he was literally the the pioneer of the Bad Boy movement. Everyone thinks that it was Bill Ambeer, but it was Isaiah Thomas was a little shit. And I also think that, forget the sexual assault stuff and the sexual harassment stuff, you know? I feel like that. Really questionable. I think that I mean he's the greatest piston ever, and I feel like if we if we're talking about greatest you know um, Detroit sports, we got to at least have the greatest piston on there ever, and that was Isaiah Thomas. A lot of a lot of questionable characters on your squad. We open this you up to, to non-Detroit. Game, no. Who's your Who's your first pick if it's not Detroit players? John Rocker. <laughs> Dude, so Liz and I just started watching the Survivor series with John Rocker on it. The Survivor oh, season. Yeah, he went. He wanted to go by like John Wetland or something like that because he didn't want to. He didn't. He didn't want to blow his cover. Yeah, I'm serious, man. We just watched that episode last night. Unreal. Bill, take us home. Is it to me? Okay, so I was debating. Uh, so I thought I'd throw a golfer in there as well, and I did not. I did not know before we talked about this topic earlier that Walter Hagen hailed from Michigan. And that may that may name might not stand out to you, but he has the third most majors one of all time. Uh, yeah. But it turns out he was born in Rochester, New York. He just loved Michigan. He ended up being Oakland Hills' first pro they ever hired. He won mm-hmm. eleven majors, and uh, he actually died in Traverse City. He retired on East Long Lake of all places. Yeah, my brother um, lives in his subdivision. Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to choose him, but apparently he also loved baseball a ton and uh, went downtown to watch Ty Cobb and the Tigers all the time. But instead, I'm going to choose uh, the the greatest African-American golfer of all time before Tiger Woods, and that's Calvin Pete. He was a Detroit native, the eighth of nine children born in his family. He didn't actually pick up golf until he was 23, but ended up winning 12 PGA Tour events including the Players' Championship, which is appropriately uh, on right now. And then on top of that, he is considered the best driver of the golf ball of all time in terms of accuracy. He's the straightest driver of the golf ball that everyone unanimously considers. Uh, He he played from like the 60s into like the late 80s. Oh. See, I thought Calvin Pete was the guy in the stands that Ty Cobb got in a fight with. (laughs) I thought it was (laughs) – I thought he was Rodney's cousin. If we're talking about the story goes, he called Ty Cobb yeah. some, some something that no one knows what he, exactly what he said, but Ty Cobb ran his stance. So. He, he took a hearty offense to that. <laughs> Wasn't here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you, go, if you look at uh, if you look at Ty Cobb's uh, spikes in, in uh, Cooperstown, there's blood stains on them from when he uh, would go spikes up on players and slide into home plate. That can't be true. I'm dead serious. I saw it. What a great guy. Yeah. Hell of a ball player. 102 ball right player. there. Hell of a ball player. All right. Some miscommunication on my end. I ended up with some very different drafts, but I will recap. <laughs> I took my old Dusty team, my old favorites. I, I was a 101. I'm a very standard Sheed Wallace. Cecil Fielder. <laughs> I want to kill you. <laughs> Start you a second. You went. You went. Uh, you went uh, first. Stanley Cup Red Wings with Steve Eisman, Nick Lindstrom, Sergey Fedorov. Riley went third. You went Ty Cobb, Hammer and Hank Greberg, and Zeke and Bill. You went Gordy Howe, Joe Lewis, and Calvin Pete. What? Who? Who did we leave out there? Who else was on your list that wasn't picked? I mean, uh, I mean Calvin Johnson's out there. 
Yeah, Calvin. I was thinking about I saying did, Matthew I didn't Stafford know. just to get a rise. <laughs> Definitely fourth round, four hundred one, right there. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know Doke Walker played for the Lions. Named mm-hmm. the running back of the year trophy mm-hmm. for college football after him. I didn't know can, he even played. Can for you the Lions. Can tell me where he went to college? I cannot. Florida State University. Really? Yep. In my head, that's what I was thinking. That actually, I could be. I could actually. That might be a dusty fact. Hang on. No, I, I think you're right. Uh, so another story I was going to tell before I chose Cal. No, he played at Southern Methodist. <laughs> dusty <laughs> fact. <laughs> so close. You were so confident with Florida State. Oh. Isn't there, hey, you isn't know where Calvin there a stadium called Doak Campbell? Maybe that's yeah, Doak Campbell, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm not Doak Walker, Doak Campbell. Before I chose uh, Calvin Pete, I was going to choose Terry Sawchuck. Not that he might merit being in the top three rounds, but because my mom grew up in his neighborhood. And as a kid, they used to go over to their house occasionally. And they would count. It was before they played with masks and helmets. And they mm-hmm. would count the scars on his face. Like every time they went over there to see if there was another scar that's on his face. That's crazy. Who uh, else is out there? I could justify my list even if we were doing favorites just because I was so into into Red Wings. But, yeah, Rodman's out there. Lambeer's out there. Dumars. Yeah, bad, um, yeah. Where does, like, Tayshaun Prince and Rip Hamilton fall in that? It's like Chauncey Billups. They were such a team. It's it's hard to choose. I, I get yeah, choosing like- couldn't, couldn't you argue uh, that, like, if you chose anybody, if you anybody from Grant that Hill were better individuals? Yeah. I think it'd be Chauncey. Well, Ben Wallace had I the chosen defensive Wallace. player. Ben, ben Wallace was the most fearsome defensive player in the league for such a big stretch, and he led the league in rebounding blocks. He won defensive player of the year, like, what, three out of four years or something like that? Didn't Tayshaun Prince get the chase down block though? Yeah. Yeah. In the mask. So that so that one block. Mally, where did where do those I'll ask this question, Mally, god damn it. Where <laughs> where do you think Grant Hill and uh and Jerry Stackhouse rank if they were with those five? With the the two thousand the two thousand four piston? Yeah. Um uh-huh. It's just tough because, like, that they were such a good unit, right? Whereas Stackhouse and Hill were such good individual mm-hmm. players, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Hill, like, if you're talking about – I would probably – I mean, I would – Would those guys would start over any of the other guys? Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, Stack- Grant Hill was a walking triple-double. So, he, he, of course, would have been in the lineup. Stackhouse was more of a scorer, but I feel like – Really, it would come down to is it Stackhouse or Rip Hamilton, and I would probably take I would probably take Stackhouse over Rip Hamilton if you want to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I would take Grant Hill over Tayshawn. We're missing Herman Moore. Yeah, Herman, Herman Moore. Moore. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, John Tommy Vardell. Yeah. I mean, Bobby not, Lane. Not, I, I was going to say not that we watched him the beer drinking. Uh, Gunslinger Bobby Lane. Yeah, oh, we got perfect with your Ty Cobb pick. <laughs> he would fit the character <laughs> of my team uh, really, really well. Corey Schlesinger. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> Benny Blades. Benny Blades. <laughs> nice. What's your most obscure sports star, uh, Detroit sports athlete that you have good memories of? Mickey Tettleton. Bobby Sura from the Pistons. Darvin Ham. Duncan Darvin? You know where Duncan Darvin went to college? I don't. Oakland University. Florida State. Where? (laughs) Where? Oakland University. Oakland Oakland? University. His son's a coach for Northwood now. (laughs) What about Chris Spielman? Yeah. Chris Spielman's a good one. The thing I was I could probably I could rattle off like Tigers and make an argument for all 10. Like, if we went 10 rounds, I can make the argument for 10 of them being Tigers. And I just knew that that was just where, a way where to Where would Cabrera fall on that list for you? He's up there. He, he probably, he'll probably go, in terms of hitters, 
he'll probably be ranked maybe as number three behind Cobb and Kaline. Because, like, peak Miguel Cabrera what about, was... Sorry. What about Lou Whitaker? Lou Whitaker was fine. He wasn't, I mean, Lou Whitaker wasn't that, he wasn't, like, known, he wasn't, like, a force to be reckoned with like Miguel Cabrera was in his prime. Who's your favorite manager of all time for the Tigers? Sparky. Sparky Anderson. Yeah. Who's Sparky. the guy that I cried when Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Peters with the white yeah. hair. Jim yeah. yeah Jim I like Leland, but I don't know Sparky too much. Yeah. Sparky's got that great clip of, like, yeah. when the Tigers were playing the Padres in 84 – and Kirk Gibson hit that walk-off home run in the World Series, where he's he's yelling at he's yelling at Kirk Gibson, saying, "You don't want to walk you, you don't." And he just looks at him and goes like this, like hit it, and then the first pitch knocked it out. Of the when box. I was negative three years old, God, I could not get enough of that. <laughs> I wasn't you. born quite yet. Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> you probably remember the '84 World Series like it was yesterday, senior year of high school. I wasn't born yet. I wasn't born yet. I Dusty, was. Dusty, you're so salty tonight. I'm not salty. He hasn't had sex in how many months? Yeah. When's the last time you had sex? I jerk off a lot. <laughs> that count? Yeah. How's that Stay going juicy. for you, Bird? How's that going for you? Great. Yeah. Try two, baby. Yeah. Means try, absolutely try nothing to me. Yeah. Means absolutely nothing to me. Um, it it just means she feels better right now, so she's good. Yeah, yeah. She just so, goes to yeah. sleep. Like I came over to Bill's to pod tonight. She was in bed. Yeah. I'm talking more about how much have you jerked off since the pregnancy. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, I have jerked off since I've been with Liz. I've jerked off less than ten times. No joke. God. I'm, I'm, I'm jerked off 10 times during this call. <laughs> every time you've mentioned uh, Ty Cop. <laughs> every time, you mention every time I hear another vintage Tiger baseball player. Susie needs a ride. She's way too drunk to drive. But oh, she's No, I think I think like Detroit sports. I think that that's interesting as far as like obscure Detroit sports. But like, all right, here's the next Somebody one. Currently, what's our what's, what's going to be our our team that's going to have success first? DCFC. Yeah, City FC is pretty probably. good. Um, honestly, I think that if you look at it. I think the Tigers are probably the closest just because they're going to have a lot of really, really good prospects. They're going to have prospects all coming, like, top two overall draft picks, everybody coming in in, like, two years. But, like, the thing is, do you think that any other Detroit team is going to see success within the next five years? Probably not. I mean, I think I'd bet on the wings before I bet on anyone else. I don't know. For me, like, and I don't read too much into it, but Mally, isn't Rod Weaver and the Pistons pretty promising or no? So they, it's everyone's sort of in the same boat right now, except the Lions. Like, I feel like the Pistons, the Wings, and the Tigers all have really, really good young talent that, like, we're just waiting to develop right now. It's just a matter of who hits it first. But the Pistons have a lot of good individual players, but we're still in, like, last place right now. You know, I think we only got, like, 11 wins on the season or something, you know. But um, everybody's looking, you know, I think the Lions are the only ones. I mean, Lions are in the right direction, but they're also about four years behind the rebuild as the, as the Tigers, Pistons, and Wings are. 
you know, they're behind the game as a result right now. What? Okay, transitioning off of that, what do you hope the Lions do with the first two rounds? Mm. Trade back, keep getting draft picks. Just keep trading back, keep Very collecting draft picks. Huh? I said that's very specific to the positions you would hope they drafted. Well, it does, we need help <laughs> everywhere. It's the same year. It's the same thing every year with the draft. Draft the best available player and try not to fuck it up. Justin, what do you say? Man, I don't know. I think probably quarterback for sure. I mean, I don't think Jared Goff's our long-term answer, but he I don't know. But if uh, Justin Fields, yeah, that's what I don't know. I don't know. Like I, there's not a quarterback that that will be available that gets me going. Trey Lance is my dark horse, but I also read a little article today about how it's smarter to um, wait on quarterback until you're closer to everywhere else being solid, so that you can cash in on that rookie contract. Because if you yeah. do a quarterback now, then you kind of like like the cheat code in the NFL is to have a good quarter good rookie quarterback that's yeah. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I know. I've got faith year, in Dan Campbell. Get, every, every year, every draft, you're going to have guys like the Justin Fields of the world, you know, the Trey Lance of the world. Like none of those guys are like generational talents and things like that, that I feel like we have to have this year. Like we can wait until next year to see what the quarterback situations coming in are like, you know, and, we, we know we're not going to be competitive for two, three years, so why push the envelope on a quarterback when you when you just don't need to? Like, get young talent to surround it. And I think, Berg, you brought up a great point. Like, that's the last piece of the puzzle that you need to get as a quarterback. I mean, I if they take one, I hope they take Zach Wilson because I don't think Fields will be available. BYU quarterback. I can hear just day. If... <laughs> if uh, they don't take a quarterback... And they do take a wide receiver, as you intimated the other day. Do you guys have any wide receivers that you're really hoping that they take? I mean, this this draft is very heavy with wide receivers. Devonta Smith. Where'd Bird go? He, uh, his computer died, so he turned it off. Oh, got it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be Devonta Smith. The only problem, he's pretty – he's tiny. He's small, though, and that's the concern. But yeah. – Buck seventy. I mean, I'm at the, I I don't think that we should take a wide receiver there, so I'm sort of indifferent as to who we would take at that spot. Maybe we take him round two. There should still be plenty. Yeah, of guys I think him. I yeah. There, that's the thing. It's so deep wide receiver, and it's, I don't feel like I feel like investing that early in a wide receiver. The success rate probably isn't all that great or what you would expect it to be for drafting a top 10 wide receiver. This isn't going to mean much off the cuff, but um, because I can't go into the specifics, but uh, I saw recently an article posted about the value in the second round and the third round of wide receivers taken in the last like five or six years. And it's unbelievable. The guys that have panned out that you can take in the second and third round, especially last year and this year. It's such a dominant yeah. wide receiver draft. I mean, you can go probably like 12 deep of guys that are really high talent that might be in the top three otherwise mm-hmm. in other years. Yeah. It's just like wide receiver, wide receiver and running back, it's usually so deep. And if you do your – if you do your um, – it all comes down to fucking scouting and, you know, picking out those players, right? Because – you know, running backs and wide receivers, aside from last year where there was a wide receiver in the first round, like you can always get good value, talented players late. Like think about DeAndre Swift. Like we had DeAndre Swift in the second round last year, you know, and he's going to be, he, everything's looking like he's going to be a stud, right? So, you know, I just don't feel like we should run so early at wide receivers or running backs. Yeah, there are so many guys. I mean, the list I, I just pulled up off the top of my head right now, I had, Seth Williams, not off the top of my head, off the top of my search. Uh, Seth Williams at 
like the thirteenth best wide receiver, Tylen Walls at the twelfth best. I mean, you have really, really high caliber guys that are gonna go in the second, third, and fourth yeah. round at wide receiver. I mean, even like I, because because last year they were the most wide receivers drafted in the first round, right? That wasn't that like a record that they set where they're like six or something like yeah, that, something four. crazy. So like even if you think even if you think about it, like guys like Jalen Waddle might sneak to the second round, or maybe even Rashad Bateman or something like that. And it's like, would you rather have Devonta Smith at the seventh round pick and start picking up, you know, offensive linemen in the second round or something, or deep or address the defensive side of the ball in the second, or just wait and get a guy who might be marginally not as good at you know in terms of measurables, you know, to a Devonta Smith or something like that. AJ Brown. I mean, they've got Elijah Moore, Amon St. Uh, Monroe St. Brown, Rondell yeah, Moore, Garrett Marshall, Kadarius Tony, Devonta Smith. I mean, there's so many guys. Oh. Yeah, it's good for fantasy draft. <laughs> Justin, you still there? I'm here. You just got nothing to add? No, you guys are you like I. Uh, I've got nothing that that I can add. Quite honestly, yeah, you're right because you guys are, you guys are way more into it than I am, and like are way more, uh, just knowledgeable than I am. I don't know what, what, do you, what are you into? What am I into? Golf. That's my <laughs> my big joy. Oh, right man. Now. Golf. My man. Niner, when are we gonna play PGA, man? When are we gonna play PGA? Hey, I've got PGA what too. I can play. You what? Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's all. I exclusively play PGA 2K1. It's the only game I played for the past like month. Really? Yes. I've got yeah, that. That's my shit. What's 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 your uh game? What's your um gamer tag? Micronesian AI. No, Micronesian JG. Are you lying? No, I swear to God. No, that's true. <laughs> Mine's the Eric Malley. Come, come at me, man. We gotta get a date on the schedule. We'll all play. Yeah, dude. I get. I honestly, I've got it down to an art where I know that it takes anywhere from seventeen to twenty minutes to play a, to play a nine hole match play, <laughs> and I know that in between meetings, working from home, that I just like, okay, I got twenty minutes. Let's go, and like, I'll go grab, <laughs> I'll run out a quick nine hole match play. That's like, amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm a fucking, I'm a maniac, man. I love that shit. Ben, what are you into? No, I have nothing to add. Oh my God. 34-year-old adult male say, what's your gamer tag? Hey, Bert, can you hear me? Says the guy that hosts a podcast for his fantasy football league. (laughs) We're a lifestyle <laughs> podcast. So. We're a lifestyle podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> it's all the same, guys. That's why you do it. That's why you do them both. Actually, I would say this. I got an hour and a half talking to some of my best buddies tonight, and that didn't suck. Yeah. No, this was great, man. This is awesome. This is actually, we're going to put this one out as just a Detroit roundtable. Yeah, just a, just a, talk, just a conversation. Yeah. yeah, like a Detroit conversation. It's not even good. That's yeah. the title of the episode. I can't wait to listen to this on two X. And we left Mally on delayed. Two X, two X is you're, dude. That's, you're a serial killer. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's crazy. One point five is plenty. One point five uh, freaks me out. I'm 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 one all day. He's listening to a whole. Hour length podcast and doing a nine hole match play. Between I was going to say, he's got it all timed up. <laughs> if you have like to speed up the podcast, it's not worth listening to. No, I, no, it's not so much that I'm trying to speed it up. It's just that I like to consume as much content as I can as quickly as possible. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> just as much as you can in here. Yeah, just, I'm just, I try to bump it all out as quickly as I can. Does does Liz appreciate that approach? She hates it. Um, well, bump it like, out as you can. No. I wouldn't like it either. I've got well, a Detroit depends, question for Mally. Well, it depends on the mood. What? How's the downtown development going? It's all right. Obviously, it, wait. Are you wait? Is this a serious no? No, question? I'm serious. Gilbert is all okay. are all Gilbert's things going up or no? 
Well, the, I mean, it's not a really good time to be in the commercial real estate market. I don't know if you're no. aware that there's a pandemic going on right now where no one's working, you know, in the buildings and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, he, so I, um, so when quit, when Rocket Mortgage went public, I saw that Dan Gilbert gained like $38 billion in net worth or something, something crazy like that. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. I've talked more about Daniel today than too? I'd like to, because I just told I told Bill and Palms and Dusty the story about Dan Gilbert earlier today too, in our uh, Wolverine sidebar. Yeah. So Mally, is is it is it like tough though because he's doing good things for the city, but he, he's a dick? Is that like the is that the struggle? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know what else he's doing. Like, cause, you know, he had a stroke like two, three years ago or something like that. So I don't even know, like how involved he is and things like that because like his like the family of companies has just grown so much and there are just so many facets to it and there are just so many people that are, like have their you know that their jobs are in the quick and loans umbrella it's just crazy right but yeah he's a dick so you guys asked that question for this content because we're going to reach a very specific part of the league you got to know your demographics we got the metro detroit Guys, the finance guys, sidebar is going to be blowing up, or the main chat yeah. going to be blowing up tomorrow. Yeah. BK may never come back on. Oh, God. Yeah, where did, where, yeah, what happened with BK? Where did he Especially go? When we, we planned the podcast in person a week ago. And then today he's like, ah, we got movie night, me and Britt. So bailed. I can't come. <laughs> what have you guys, like, do you guys not usually record on a Thursday night? Is that the problem? He just wasn't ready for Thursdays it? Thursdays at 8. <laughs> No, it's, oh, Thursday, yeah. it's Thursdays at eight. We just haven't. This we specifically said this will be our first in person since we've all been vaccinated. God, George needs a sibling. I get it, man. I would have if I had if I had a shot in my arm. I would have driven my ass up there to be with you guys. Yep. Masters weekend in a couple of weeks. I probably won't be vaccinated by then. I will. I, I doubt it. I mean, to be honest, I Liz and I we probably won't get. Like we're we'll be thrilled if we get it by June. Like that's sort of where we're looking at because we're fortunate Hopefully. enough that like yeah. we can work from home. We don't we're not like, you know, and we're in pretty good health between the two of us and stuff. We just know that there are more people out there that have higher priorities and stuff. Yeah. Well hopefully everything this summer. Yeah. 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 Biden I mean, was supposed to announce tonight that he wants or his expectations that every state has uh as a vaccine available for every adult by May 1st. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. yeah. I know that, I know that the vaccine production hasn't been an issue as much as getting appointments and getting, mm-hmm. getting that on the books, like the operational side of things. Has been, I know downtown has been kind of a disaster, like downstate, downstate it's been a disaster to try to get. They, they need Shelly Thorington to take over their <laughs> operation. Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. Shelly's her mother. Shelly's Lisa's mother. I knew it was another one I danced with at your wedding. Yeah, yeah. That's another one I danced with at your wedding. Yeah. No. I know I danced with one. I know I danced with our grandma. She who's the? Uh, she, she very Chinese. Hey, grandma or was she? Was she very Chinese? Um, I wouldn't say very, but I definitely got the vibe that she could have <laughs> potentially have some Oriental descent. Oh, no, Oriental! I don't think we said Oriental. Goodness! Wow! We have to put some tags on the Justin. And you're on me for saying gender versus sex. I was just about to say to he's just making sure Ty Cobb lives on the, the legacy of Ty Cobb here. <laughs> I have to say, I never thought BK was going to be more forward thinking than Ben. Last week really threw me for a curve. <laughs> never even. Like, here's the thing. Don't get me into cancel culture because my like the idea that I'm having is exactly the same as being accepting of anything. So don't try and cancel me on vernacular because cancel culture is when you like the intent is derogatory. Yeah, right. You're the only one talking about cancel. Oh, here is Fox News Morning Show right now. Oh my Ooh. God. Wow. Ben's Pierce favorite Moore, podcast yeah. listen to on half speed is talking. So, so we found out the sex of my baby. We're unsure on gender yet. 
asking gender still. Wait, I'm matter. sorry? I'm sorry? <laughs> Boys, call your mom. She'll see you next week. <laughs> when you walk through a storm Hold your head up high And don't be afraid of the dark At the end of a storm There's a golden sky alone